Hey everyone, welcome to Healthy Mind, Happy Life, episode 28. Hey babes, this is Healthy Mind, Happy Life, your go-to podcast for life and spiritual coaching. Ladies, it's time to step into a new kind of confidence, one where you stop searching for and instead embrace who you are. Each week, we will bring you tools for mindset shifts, connecting with yourself, and living the life you desire guilt-free. Now, onto the show with your hosts, Caitlin Englert and Jen Morgan. Hey friends, so today we have a very special guest, Kara Melendi, who Jen and I have both had the pleasure of working with. Kara is a master astrologer, Akashic Records practitioner, an amazing spiritual business mentor. I actually had the pleasure of doing a spiritual business course with her last summer, and I'm super sad that I wasn't able to join in on this conversation today, but Kara is awesome, and we really hope that you enjoy this conversation. Thanks. Okay. Okay. So, um, Welcome back to the podcast today. So today we have Kara Melendi here with us. She's our special guest today. And Kate is not going to be with us on this podcast because she is uh, handling her her mama life and uh, being the super warrior, superhuman woman that she is um, as she just had a baby. So um, it will be me today here with Kara. And we are going to be talking about... Um, just kind of spirituality in general. And for those of you that have listened to the podcast um, for a while, you know the dynamic between myself and Kate and that Kate has a very clinical background and I have a very spiritual background. And so you you guys know the interesting banter that comes out of that. And what's very cool today is that, you know, Kara has, is very much a bridge between these two worlds of this kind of clinical um, more ther- therapist type, counselor type world, um, you know, psychology and these kind of things and the spiritual realm. So I thought that it would be fun for you guys to have a very grounded approach to what spirituality is and um, through a different perspective. So I'll go ahead and welcome Kara. Kara, welcome. And thank you for thank being here with me thank today. Thank you, Jen. So happy to be here. Always great to connect with you. So thank yes. you for having me. And so I've known Kara for, gosh, how many years have we been in the same kind of sphere? Quite a while now, five, while. six years, something yeah. Possibly hasn't uh-huh. been that long. It's been I think it long. has been that yeah. long. And so, so when I met Kara, I think I was more focused on the crystal aspect of my world and Kara's a great astrologer. And so we've done a few things together and kind of collaborated on a few projects and, um, and I always get like these year readings with Kara. It's like one of my very favorite things I always treat myself to. I'm like, okay, <laughs> the new year, like, tell me what's up you know? And so we always hop on zoom. So if you're ever looking for somebody to do that type of work, I can highly recommend it. Cause I literally do it with you pretty much every year. Oh, you do. I love it. Yeah. I have people that come in every year, some for new year and some for solar return. Ooh, reading, which is, yeah. yeah. Basically like our new astrological year, solar return, just being our birthday when yeah. the sun returns to that place when it's in, when we were born and it's like our new year for sure. I think, so. I think one of the years I did do it cause I, I'm a June baby. So I'm a Gemini and I remember doing it one year for my birthday, but sometimes I do do it in January, just depending on what I feel intuitively coming up for me. So 
Yeah. I'll, I'll probably be on your radar pretty soon because I'm <laughs> anytime. <laughs> so, you know, just uh, carve out a spot for me. But anyways, yeah, if you guys are looking for somebody and you're interested in astrology, she's very gifted in that realm too. Um, so Kara, tell us a little bit about your walk and how you ended up. I know astrology work is a huge part of what you do. Akashic records is a huge part of what you do, but like, how did you end up in the spiritual realm? Like from whatever you were doing in your initial walk of life? Yeah, absolutely. Well, today I see I'm an Akashic astrologer and also a spiritual business mentor. So I've gotten really into helping healers, light workers, soulful entrepreneurs expand their business through working with cosmic intelligence and grounding that in with strategy, practical strategy. Mm -hmm. So basically an Akashic astrologer is I'm combining work within the realm of the Akashic records. And we can go more into that mm -hmm. after as well, because there may be some viewers that are like, what are the Akashic records or part of it, but I'm not quite sure what it's all about. And then I combine that with astrological work. And both of those point to our divine soul blueprint. So it gives a lot of clarity, especially in our business around what our innate magic is, what we really need in order to move forward and expand and what our message is. Like there's so much clarity that comes in. But my original background is actually in psychotherapy. So I started out, that was my first business as I had a private practice as a psychotherapist. And, you know, from an early age, I always felt that that call to support people, to help people. And I knew it was going to be in some capacity. And I think in, you know, in the mainstream school system, that's what's kind of readily available, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe that's shifting now, but they don't really have the option of, oh, you're going to be an astrologer, or you're going to be an energy worker, right? <laughs> it's more like, if you're fascinated by the brain, human behavior, it's like psychology is the way you go. And I did love that. I absolutely love that path. And there's so many skills I realize even today that I've gained from that that I take into my work with clients that are so beneficial even just you know being trauma informed knowing how to connect like that goes so so far <laughs> in any work that you're doing so yeah, so I started out working as a psychotherapist. Even in those days, I was very interested in energy work. So I started to branch out and explore different energy techniques. And at the time, it felt it's, it's so different, right, than what I learned in mainstream. I'm like, oh, this is so strange. But I was always so open. Because for me, it was like, the more tools I have to help my clients, the better. Like, I'm not shutting anything off. So in my world, I didn't even realize, and this was probably like 10 years ago now. So there was even more of that division between oh, you don't take like the energy work into the clinical setting, right? They're mm -hmm. separate. And I didn't even realize that. I'm like, why wouldn't we just have these tools? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Too. I always, I always think yeah. about this, like, and you probably, you're going to laugh at this a little bit. It's like, you know, you had like, uh, going to a therapist and psychology over here. And then people are like energy work. And the only thing that you would ever hear energy work as was Reiki. It's just yeah. only Reiki, <laughs> you know? So you're like, wait, oh, no. do you do Reiki too? You know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know it's true, right? And it's, yeah, that associate when it's so diverse, right? And one of my favorite energy tools that I use to this day is EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique. And I still work that in even in my business courses because it really helps us break through limitations, imposter syndrome, so many fears, and to really get our body on board with what we want to create. So, yeah, so I just started to dive in, exploring these energy tools and took the ones that really resonated. So, again, tapping really resonated. But even it just opened me up to, wow, humans, it's so much more than just some of the, you know, mainstream tools that we may use, like cognitive therapy, mindfulness, incredible tools. But there's so much to the energy side of things that we really need to shift as well. 
And so eventually I just, it, it, that spoke to me more doing the energy side of things. And that was also when I started to bring in the astrology. I've always, since I was a kid, I was fascinated with astrology. So I really, um, yeah, around that time where I dove into the energy piece, I felt called to go back into astrology as well. So I started to, you know, even before client sessions, I would pull up their birth chart just to get a better feel for their energy and their personality and where they were. And even if I didn't even mention it to them, I would have their information, right, as they came on. And it gave me just a deeper understanding of them. And then, of course, there were some people who were really into that. And I just, yeah, eventually branched, you know, away from my practice into the online space and sharing more of the energy side, the astrology side. And, you know, then it was even it was about five years now, I think when I got into the Akashic records as well. And that really just changed everything for me. That's when my business really took off when I aligned to my soul path and purpose and really just like created quantum leaps through working in the realm of the Akashic records. And, and it became a core piece of what I do today, the astrology and the Akashic records, because I've just seen the shifts they've created in my life and the clients that I've worked with. And it really like, it lights me up. That's what I love. What's so cool too is like, so it's, it's interesting. So Kara does Akashic records and I also do that. So we, I think probably give or take roughly started that around maybe the same time. I think maybe a year before I was doing that, but what's so cool about the Akashic records is like what Kara does and what I know she does. Cause I've worked with her. And then what I do totally different world, the Akashic records, like just to kind of simplify that and ground that for, you know, people, it's like, almost like this information superhighway or like a library of information of all things. And you can tap into that as just simply you are a soul in a body. Like you can be somebody who accesses that information and you can access it for yourself. Collective information is also in there. What I do is I read people's karmic profile. So it is their blueprint as part of that. However, I mostly go into past lives and what is causing for patterns in someone's life where Mm -hmm. like, Kara, I believe what you do is more like collective energy. What shifts are we experiencing? At least from what I know of you and what I've watched. And then if you work with somebody, you probably go drill in a little bit, but it's like this, it's like this realm is like when you say like I am an Akashic record practitioner and like the next person says the same thing they're not even speaking like in the same language it's like what I'm reading is totally different than what Kara's reading what's different than the next person's reading it's like this is my pocket this is my pocket and it's I love that it's such oh a cool it's it really is amazing and I totally agree it's like and that's what I always say to people like if you've had one Akashic reading you may work with another practitioner yeah. it'll be a completely different experience because we were I see the Akashic field as working in the realm of infinite possibility and pure potential mm-hmm. so what you can choose to do in that space is so diverse you can do deep levels of healing you can travel back to past lifetimes you can do future projections mm-hmm. right because it's all time is experienced very differently in that space so what I've also been doing the past few years is really helping people connect even to the blueprint and the Akashic records of their business to really gain clarity around, okay, this is my message. This is who I'm called to serve this lifetime and calibrating to the energy of this is the highest timeline that I can be at in my business and in my life. Like, it's amazing the clarity and the healing that comes through in that space and the diversity of how we can work within it. Absolutely. Yeah. What's really cool about it too, is that the thing that, that I'm zeroing in on, which is a funny way to, that's, that could be a little bit funny, but is the, is the, is you're saying clarity, right? And so that's one of those things that the Akashic records and working within that realm or working with a practitioner who does that type of work can really help you zero in on is I, 
sometimes in our, you know, kind of 3D reality, it's very easy to, you know, and as we are starting to approach a new year, it's like, what do I want? Finding that clarity around choice. And one of those things that the Akashic Records, I, I, I have done more work with myself than I've done, I would say, with clients within this but it's starting to shift me because I'm seeing the way that things are showing up in my life. It's like, you can connect with your higher self and your higher self really has a deep knowing of like, you know, what are those choices? What are those desires? And it's like, you can almost map what you want your future to look like. And then the aligned choices start to show up in a different way where a lot of times we, as humans, we're walking in our reality and we have programming and wounds and things that we've experienced. And what that does is like, almost like kind of pulls you back to like this past version of yourself. Like, here's what I've experienced. Here's what my mind knows about these experiences versus what is it that I want and moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so when we, when we can go into the Akashic records, it's like, we can access this higher level of knowing that sometimes in our daily life, it's like we, we get triggered, you know, we feel, um, certain emotional responses to things. And because of that, we can't break through the clutter or the noise to, to actually project, Hey, this is a choice I want. So we feel confused Mm -hmm. instead of sure and certain. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautifully said. And I love to do that work as well of like bypassing the ego and the fear mind and connecting into our wise higher self who really does have wisdom for us, right? Really does know the path ahead, but it is about kind of stepping away from the programming that we've had in place. Right. And I always say like, you know, sometimes the ego in the spiritual realm is seen as a really bad thing. I just see it as the human persona. Right. And that's a beautiful thing where each a reflection of infinite intelligence. It's just the ego can also hold on to fears and old patterns that are not in our highest and best good. So when we recognize that, we're able to really transcend them and create something else. So absolutely, I feel that's one of the reasons a lot of people seek out guidance in the Akashic Records is they're feeling kind of stuck. And this can be things are, you know, people can come and things are going well, but they're like, I want deeper clarity. Like I'm feeling stuck in this specific area. And they get a sense that it's a past pattern, whether from a past lifetime, you know, ancestral pattern, something they picked up on their journey that they know in order to get to the next level, whether that's in their business, their income, their relationships, they have to break through that pattern. And the records is like the fastest way (laughs) that I've seen and do it. Like, it's really amazing. And again, this is like coming from a counseling background. I've seen these tools and sometimes how long it could take to go back and do that childhood work in the reprogramming and in the records. It's like, wow, we're working with infinite intelligence and our higher self and things shift really quickly. And then our human self, you know, has to still do the work. It's not about bypassing that, but it's, it certainly seems to like accelerate things and just give a new perspective very quickly. It's yeah. And that's so cool that you're saying that because a lot of the work that I've done for quite some time is really like this deep, intense shadow work that I, that I guide people on. I kind of like, um, to think of myself as like, um, this person, like, I'm not the person that's ever going to take like the route of like the least resistance. It's just not my life. (laughs) You know, I'm like, how can I do this the hardest way possible? (laughs) But I really am. I'm fascinated by people that come to me that feel very stuck, see the patterns, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't know how to get out of it. And so a lot of the time that I've that I've um, been doing the, the work with people is like people who have deep childhood trauma, deep wounds, like, and they're wanting to go straight 
through it. Right. And not, not be the person that kind of, um, maybe avoids it anymore because they see it. It's always catching up to them. And so it's doing this deep work that can sometimes be, um, painful and painful to surface. And so for a long time, like I was doing that work, but there was this like missing link. There was this missing link of where you could activate the trauma and go through the trauma, but somehow the pattern would still stick. And so I was like, okay, what is going on here? Right. What's going on here? Yeah. What I've realized is very much similar to what you're saying. is like, when we access the Akashic records or we access this like higher self, then the patterns break because we can only look back for so long and go through the trauma. And so we kind of unplug from it because we're like, no, no, I'm going here. Right. And so Akashic records is like this, like beautiful other picture to that shadow work that people so often feel confronted by. And for some people, it doesn't make sense to go through that. And it does make sense to take that kind of highway route that just is, it, you know, it's like all in the personality and, and the way that person behaves in their world and how yeah. they want to have that shift. But it's like yeah. the Akashic Records has that other portion of it where it's like, okay, here's the thing, like we can go and we can heal all of this stuff and we can activate all of this stuff and we can be nurturing and supportive and all of these things and kind of really go at it and go through it. But yeah. if we always stay co- going back to that and we don't map ourselves forward and have our higher selves come in, we can yeah. still end up in those same patterns, right? Because like triggers are triggered. So people yeah. would that would still activate it, even though they're like, wait, I see where this is coming from. And the mindset so is there, but it's still coming up and like, okay, wait, can we recognize mm-hmm. that? Can we have respect for it? And then can we say, I'm actually going here world yeah going yourself I love that and I think that's such a huge part is like having that vision of the future and that knowingness of mm-hmm. where you are going right and where you desire to be and in you know even in like simple terms like when we look at law of attraction it's like where are you giving your focus and your attention right so if it is always on the past and the healing you're amplifying that mm-hmm. so again there's totally a space and a time and importance of diving in and even in the work I do in the records it's like when I go into past life I find any time a past life comes through and you would probably be able to speak to those two Jen it's like it's reflecting a pattern that's happening presently right because again time is experienced differently there so it's like this and the cool thing is it doesn't tend to show up if it doesn't right so here's the it's like oh I agree I've gone back with like the same clients like multiple times and then oh here now this is activated right you're like I thought I read the whole thing nope (laughs) (laughs) absolutely right it comes up because it's it's a pattern that's present now that you're ready to resolve and move beyond, right? It's to get to like the highest timeline for this life. So it, yeah, it's really fascinating how that comes in. And it's, um, it's such a game changer. Like, yeah, it, it's been one of the tools that I return to again and again is that space, even if I'm doing the astrological work, it's like, let's open up your Akashic records first, and then let's pull up your birth chart. Let's pull up your astrology charts and see what's happening. I mean, while we are in this realm and even that just brings a new insight and perspective and it, it really is like the records is our unique soul journey and we really see in that space too like another thing I love about the records is it's non-judgment it's unconditional love that we feel in that space as well so we can recognize wow I am innately worthy of having the things I desire I am 
unworthy. And I also feel like what we want to create our desire, you know, for money, for impact in our business, for satisfying relationships, for freedom. It's like, if we truly desire it, that's placed in your records. It's there for you to claim is what I fully believe. And then the astrology is like, oh, wow. And your unique astrology is set up in a way that supports you in creating all the things you desire. You have what you need. And the records has really given me clarity on that. And, and it gives people, I think, so much encouragement to realize, oh, okay, this is destined for me. Someone can't take this from me. I can't miss out. This is for me to claim in my life. Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool too, because like, I see a lot of people who it's like that. I call it comparisonitis. Yes. <laughs> and I've watched a lot of people that I've helped like kind of break into coaching, like go into, it's almost like this stage that happens. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I, I got lucky in the beginning when I could have activated a lot of that, that I was so in like things unfolding that like, it never really hit me the same way, but I find that when people compare themselves and they kind of get into that, like, well, this person has this and I don't have this. It's like, no, no, there's an, there's, there's no, it's not like a, a, sh a shared situation. Like this person <laughs> has this thing and now I can't have this yeah, thing. It's like, yeah. I, there's no, you literally have everything that you need. Like, why would you spend your emotional expenditure in comparing? Yeah. Because the, whatever it is that you desire even the fact that you desire it and you're seeing it channeled through someone else means you, you can have it. You're worthy of it. Yeah. And so it's like, can we really flip the script on that and start to look at the people that, that we, um, maybe are even like, I think the, um, energy of jealousy is really fascinating. Yeah. So it's like, I see this person, I want what this person has. And we, we do that. We have such access to that via, on social media, right? We can just scroll and we're like, that person has yeah. the life I want. That person has the life I want. It's like the fact that you can even think and comprehend to desire to have what that person want has yeah. and you, that you want that means by default, yeah, you are worthy of that. Like, it's like, yeah. you don't need to sit there and crave that. That means that because you could comprehend the thought process to say that is something I desire that that person has, it's not to that that person has it. You can't have it. It's simply, it's actually because you had the thought of. Yeah, I love that. Beautiful. So powerful. And I completely, yeah, I agree. I love it. And if we can see it that way, it changes comparison and jealousy. Like I think the reason why it can feel painful is if we feel like that person has it. And for some reason, it means we don't, or it's we adequate, right? Like that not enough. Yeah not enough or I'm behind or, and I think part of it is rooted in this um, competition and scarcity that's been ingrained in our culture, our society, collective consciousness mm -hmm. programmed in that is shifting. It's shifting in big ways, even through having these conversations, yes. people can begin to realize, oh, well, okay, they have it. They're paving the way. Thank you for showing me what's possible for me. Right. Yeah. And I think the other understanding around this too, is knowing like we're all on our own soul path and journey. So some, what somebody else is doing and achieving in their timeline may be very different from yours. Like we all incarnate on this planet. I feel with very different intentions from different soul families. Like it's really interesting on planet earth. I feel how there is that diversity and different levels of consciousness. So we're all on our own path. 
right? Mm -hmm. But what we can know is if you see something and you genuinely desire it, like you feel it, you want that, that is destined for you as well. Mm -hmm. And the more that you can move away from the scarcity and lack and the feeling of now I don't like this person or the resentment, it's like you move closer to it if you can feel grateful for them and what they're showing you is possible for you as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it is important to have that distinction between I should want this, which can happen in the online space, right? We see people celebrating these different landmarks and we may not even take time to go in and say, do I even want this and why? Yeah. <laughs> we get into this pattern of thinking, oh, I should want this or it should be done this way. And that's where the records and astrology can be so helpful. It takes you back to, okay, but this is like, this is your blueprint. What is it you really desire? What's going to be fulfilling for you? That's what you want to tap into, mm-hmm. not creating for the need of having approval or because somebody else achieved this so it really just brings us back to our soul truth as well yeah it's like not following the same kind of path Mm -hmm. one of the things that um I, I don't remember who was talking I think somebody in one of a mastermind that I'm in and she said the human brain something about the human brain is like if you can find uh information Mm-hmm. and to back something right so it's like she said something about this and and I and I really like this like it's because it's a yeah. random number <laughs> 17 pieces of information right mm-hmm. so it's like you could see something that somebody wants but like yeah. do you really want it and mm-hmm. like if so if you feel like you desire that can you find 17 reasons 17 pieces of information mm-hmm. why that's true and yeah. so I've done that um, recently part, part of my, my own kind of grounded stuff that I'm doing in the morning is like, okay, like what are the reasons that I want behind the thing I want? What's mm-hmm. the actual, can I, can I actually like say with certainty, I want this here's 17 reasons why. And like, if it can't be rather quick either, yeah, like, Hmm. Yeah. I got five you know, <laughs> like, and you had to work to find it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I really, I was, I was looking around, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel for five. Like, do I really want that? You know, I like that. I like that. Make a visual of it. That's the other thing. Like Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of personal work lately on just like mapping the visual. What is it that I want? And if I can't, if I can't with clarity, bring myself into a moment where I can see it, even yeah. just for a few seconds where I know it's real, yeah, it, it's not for me, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how could my path, and for everybody that's listening, like how could your path be the same as someone yeah. when those visuals would be completely different? Or if you cannot visualize something that you think you want or that somebody else has, and you can't see yourself in that, yeah. how could your path, like how could your path even be the same? <laughs> Right. I love that. It's a very tangible way to kind of break it down and anchor it in. And I think even that reflecting of like, why do I want this gets us to go within and say, okay. And and if we really do, I think that gives so much power to our manifestations because we take it from something outside of us, right. That someone else is creating to this is why I truly desire it in my life. And it makes it more real, right. Mm-hmm. And then if not, we're like, oh, okay, I can, you know, let that go. What is it yeah. that I really want? And it's, you know, it sounds like such a simple thing in a way to say, what do I really want? But I think especially in today's world where we are so seeing many options, so yeah. many options and so many people saying this is what success looks like. This is what it's supposed to look like. That it's actually taking us away from the internal of what do I truly desire, right? Mm-hmm. And when we create from that space, it's easier to manifest too, because there's this energy that, that comes from out. 
that radiates out and it's very anchored in our truth and people feel that. And I think we become more, we show up consistently for it because it's not fleeting. We're like, oh, I've anchored to the core of why I yeah, And so it. that was going to bring me to my next point, right? It's like, if you can, if, if you're like, okay, and I just have my eyes on the new year. So I'm just going to, I'm probably everything I do from now, I'm going to be like the new year, you know, but it's like, what do I want? Can I, do I really want that? Can I, can I really think of like 17 reasons why or what it would bring me, you know, what would having blank do for you? Right. And come up with that thing. And then it's like, how can I be a person, a human, a soul of integrity to work with a co-creator, right? Like, because the universe, whatever you want to call, you know, many different things, but it's like, you will be presented with ways to create that, but you have to be a person of integrity to be able to like reach for the apple and grab it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like, okay, this one thing, I want to manifest this one thing and manifest for those people that are a little bit like more like, oh, I don't know what that it's just simply saying, here's what I desire to create. Here's what I want to see show up in my world. Right. So you could look at it as a goal, which is has sorted, you know, I'm like, yeah. Uh, you know, because, because it can get a little tricky for people, goals can, can kind of, uh, have a, a be grounded in a black place. Yeah. It triggers a very masculine thing. So exactly. Really- like we have a goal, we must attain, goal, <laughs> you know, and nothing can move or flex. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things. So, but it's like, okay, I want to create this thing and here's the reasons why, and do I feel it? Do I deeply feel it? Can I visualize it? Can I really ground that feeling of like what it would feel like to have that thing in my life? And then can I be this person of integrity, meaning that I'm very deliberate and intentional about the actions I'm taking to create that? Am I like my thing lately is like, am I showing up? Am I showing up? Like, how am I showing up to co-create with, with, with that that thing that I want to create yes I love that I love that you brought that up Jen because I think we have to do our part I always say like we'll do our part allow the universe to rearrange but we get to show up too we get to take action right and that's an important part of being in that co-creative dance as we are doing our part we are taking action we are showing up yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a key component. <laughs> I know I've been like really like chewing on this. Like it's, you know, um, finding all pieces of evidence to like, just really like, okay, what does it mean to take, um, you know, it's like working with this energy that is flowing and moving around us. That's presenting us with options, but like, can I be the person who reaches out to take the option? Mm-hmm. Am I the person that shows up to that? Am I putting my intentions out there clearly and how clearly is clear, you know? Totally. Yeah. That clarity. And another thing you said too, brought through this idea of alignment, which I think can be thrown around a lot too. alignment, right? But you really spoke to it beautifully. I feel that alignment is okay. I desire this and my energy and my mind and my body are on board with creating that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that alignment really speeds up the manifestations as well, because there's not like, okay, my mind's saying I want this, but my body doesn't feel safe in receiving it. It's like all of us. It has to be in alignment. It's like, okay, I believe it. Like, um, there's a, there's a quote that came through recently and I'm really chewing on it still is like be before have. 
right? Mm -hmm. Always. I have to be the thing before I have the thing. And it's like, I have to get everyone on board here. And then this other thing that came through the other day, I was actually in church and this guy was talking about like, you know, he would go to this flower shop, right? With his, his wife and this guy, the first time that they went in, he kept saying, he's like, we're, it's going to, we're going to renovate. It's going to be like, you know, it's going to be like, it's like this shack, right? The shack with like flowers in it. And this man, he's like, we're going to renovate it. It's going to, you know, and he's telling them about it. And then like, you know, they go back like a few months later, no, nothing, you know, but he's telling them they're going to renovate, you know, four or five years later, I'm going to renovate, you know, like he's still saying the same exact script that he's been saying for five years. And no, and then they're like, no, this is just not not going to happen for this guy. You know, but it's like how that's the integrity component. Like, yeah. are you going to do the thing? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the masculine. It's it's like that feminine has for us that energy of like creating and flowing and like the vision and like the visionary. And then it's like, are you going to do the damn thing though? Yeah. Or is it just yeah. going to be a dream? <laughs> exactly. Right. We got to do our part and be really honest about if we're just saying we want certain things, but then our body actually goes into overdrive when we say yeah. we want that. That's and a for a lot of us, uh, us like females, I feel like when the masculine gets initiated, yeah. it's like immediate fight or flight, right? You see that too. It's like, okay. because it's triggering and it's like, we had been in such a masculine time for so long and we had to like, just survive. Like yes. it was like there, oh, it wasn't yeah. thriving with what we intuitively do well. It was like yeah. survival mode. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when we, it's like that action, we yeah. fight it as feminine because we're like, no, this puts me in immediate fight or flight. Cause it's that unsafety right yes. around the doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So the masculine, I see like in the highest expression, right? Because we've seen a lot of the wounded masculine (laughs) in our structures and the highest expression, I just see the masculine is really creating that solid foundation that allows the feminine to play as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, because a lot, I know for me, like I'm mostly in my feminine energy. And I also know I can't fully relax in that feminine energy if I don't have those structures, even in terms of my business, right? If I feel like I don't know where money's come from, the feminine can't relax but if I have these avenues open and I'm like okay I know the feminine's like all right I feel safe right and this can hold true in all areas of our life it's like the masculine holds the container so the feminine can be intuitive and playful so I love that you brought that up because I think that could be a lot of healing for women or anyone with a wounded relationship to the masculine energy to say how can I heal that because it's such an important part of manifestation of creation and of just feeling whole and happy <laughs> on this life journey, right? Is, is healing or even the wounded feminine. I know I'd probably be a whole other. Yeah, so what's really like, I was about to say that. So I've always looked at you and, and it's always been like such a pleasure for me because I always have seen you as somebody who is very much like very integrated with her feminine. And for me, I like come from the exact opposite side of the spectrum where I've been this kind of person who has been in the masculine and Mm -hmm. it has taken me a lot of self-reflection, self-work to see what has happened in my life that caused me to go there, which was, which was trauma probably for a lot of women like out there listening, like, um, childhood trauma forced me to go into fight or flight very early and be unsafe as a female to feel unsafe. Like this is not a safe place for me to be in my body this is not safe. And therefore I went into, you know, the masculine for 99.9% of my life and had to, 
had to start to reintegrate with the feminine and, and realize where that was okay. And it was safe to be in that because it was unsafe for me because I had to protect myself. So I've always watched you as this like feminine, you know, like, oh, wow, she really has this like aura about her that's like uh, flowy and free and like gentle. And I was like, gentle, gentle. I literally have the word tattooed on my arm, gentle, because that has been something that I've had to um, really work on in my own world. And so it's just amazing to, you know, those of you guys who are like, maybe like, um, trying to understand, like, what is it that people are talking about masculine and feminine? Mm-hmm. It, it's so fascinating. Cause just depending on what you've experienced in your lifetime, we've been living in this paradigm where we are the masculine and the feminine can be so highly wounded just because of what we've been told for such a long amount of time and what we've experienced in our own world. And the masculine is kind of like, I like to think of it like a sandbox, right? Mm -hmm. The masculine is like the box that holds the sand and the feminine's like in there, like playing, Playing, it's like supposed to be this beautiful dynamic of things that create and new ideas in this world and actually bring them to manifestation and bring them into being. Yeah, yeah, such a powerful discussion for sure. We could do we could do a whole nother podcast on that that, because it it is true. I feel and I've seen that with women, right? And it can be it's not safe to surrender into the feminine because I have to be on guard. I have to protect myself. The masculine's a protector, right? So you know, it's honoring that too, and and even like you know the gentle. That gentle can be really strong, right? The feminine is strong too. We can be gentle and soft and still fierce and strong and easy into that so thank you Jen for your beautiful words and just for sharing all of that I feel that's just so insightful for everyone to really feel it yeah, I think oh, it's wow. powerful that they're like the opposite side of the spectrum right because I think there's people like you know for me especially with that gentle thing too it's like you know one would think I'd be in touch with my feminine it would have had been easy I've got two kids like that doesn't that automatically make me like you know and it's like no it doesn't and and we're all working through our own journey and those those things are for every one side of the the picture there's another side and so you know just to say like nobody's ruled out from anything and like spiritual walk is I think one of the things I wanted to kind of, and, and we can kind of like uh, round everything out with is like, there is something in spirituality for everyone. It's really coming down to like, do you want to understand yourself deeper? Do you want to learn? Like, how would you just to like leave people with, like, how would you define spirituality coming from somebody with like more clinical background where probably some of the people you coached, if you were like, Hey, spirituality, you into that, you know, like, like I make everything so casual, but it would have been like, wait, what, you know, like even that word could be confusing or, or, um, maybe perhaps raise some a question. Like, what do you believe spirituality is? Yeah. Are you asking me or just for the viewers? To well, it's, it's it. a general question for them, but like, also like, as, as you're having that background, like, what would you yeah. say? to them like somebody was what spirituality Kara like what is it I see spirituality and and I think this could probably be defined different by each person so I love that question to dive into but I see spirituality as being more than just the physical there is something bigger at play there's an energy at play that connects you to it I call it creator energy source energy infinite intelligence so yes we're a physical body but it's the knowingness that I am more than that I am also a soul I am also 
energy. That's how I see it at the core. And of course, there's many nuances as to how to explore that. But basically, it's more that I'm more than a physical body. And I have access to infinite intelligence that flows through me. Yeah, I love that knowingness. That's a good word. I'm going to kind of chew on that one today. I think for, for the way that I have walked in my spiritual path, Mm -hmm. I see spirituality as like this deep conversation and deep reflection with myself. And then, like you said, you can, you know, many people have different names for all the same things in kind of my eyes, but it's like, what can infinite intelligence, how can I lean into the support And that's, that's what has actually with my walk with the feminine caused me to be okay with going into that place. It's like, no, I am supported. Yeah, I am supported. Like there is nothing that anybody can do to take that truth away from me because that's what spirituality is to me is like, I'm here, I'm showing up to be a, uh, a person who is creative and creating in my world and spirit is there to support me no matter what. Nobody can take it away from me mm-hmm. and I can show up however I want to show up. And that's what spirituality is to me. Beautiful. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, so just to leave everybody with that, you know, like spirituality can be whatever you want it to be, but it's, you know, it's showing, it can help you show up to your world, to the game in a, in a, in a different way with more knowingness, with more um, intelligence with more support and feel more nourished. Totally more supported on this journey, more in your power, more knowing who you really are <laughs> beyond the exactly. ego and labels. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it has been a super pleasure having you on. I know we could talk like literally for just the longest time. We'll have to have you on again and we'll go Anyone. more into that masculine feminine dynamic because I think I it would be that. really powerful for people to hear those yeah. two different sides of the spectrum more. But thank you for being here with me. If people want to find you, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram under Kara Melendi on YouTube as well. And I recently just started doing weekly cosmic guidance on YouTube. So anybody, (laughs) oh, thank you. Learning more about astrology, Akashic Records, and in like real time, like what's happening this week? How can I co-create with this energy? Definitely check that out on YouTube and on Facebook as well. All just under Kara Melendi. So easy to find. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you again for being here with me today. I very, very much appreciate you. And um, I think that's all. I think that's awesome. Thank you, Jen. So fun.